If you're listening to this podcast, you must recognize the value of asking questions. At Aramco, our questions help us engineer a better future. How can today's resources fuel our shared tomorrow? How can we deliver energy to a world that can't stop? How can we deliver one of the fuels of the future? How can we sow curiosity to harvest ingenuity? To learn more about how innovation drives us forward, visit aramco.com slash powered by how. Hello and welcome. Here comes our Q&A to Richard Osmond. The last book you really, really enjoyed. Oh, that's a good question, isn't it? Um, I'll tell you a book that I absolutely loved recently was um, On Golden Hill by Francis Spufford, which is um, it's set in it's set right at the beginning of New York. So New York is essentially like a really small settlement. And, you know, Broadway is simply, is simply a oh, broad yes. way, you know, across the kind of um, the, the hills there. Uh, and so it's an incredible portrait of, 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 of New York just as it's beginning and the politics of it and stuff. But then he, he, he puts this massive mystery right in the middle of it. A guy just turns up from England uh, on a boat with a promissory note saying... Um, could you pay him a million dollars you know and it's um and you know and a bank in london will will reimburse you uh, and that sort of begins a big mystery but in this incredible setting that, feel, that you really feel you're there if you know what i mean in this in this kind of it's almost like dickensian but for new york and the mystery going through the middle of it as well i just absolutely adored it uh is there a book richard that you remember being read to you as a child that's a good question. I, I never really read when I was a kid. Uh, I have to say, I started reading in my 20s, really. I didn't really read books. Um, so I watched, this is, sounds terrible, and my mum will, will think I'm awful for saying it. I just watched TV. You know, I grew up watching telly. I absolutely love telly, which is why I went into it. Uh, and it honestly wasn't until in my 20s that I started reading books. And I thought, hold on a minute. Where have they been keeping these? Because <laughs> even for my O level, I didn't really read whatever. We're, we're supposed to read First of the Wind for France by H.G. E. Bates. And to this day, I have not cracked the cover of that book. Uh, and so I just didn't read. You know, I watched telly all the time. So books to me uh, came to me <laughs> much later in life. Isn't that terrible? But, you know, that's why I, I, I adore them so much. Because I genuinely thought, oh, my God, someone's been keeping this incredible secret that all these books are amazing. And I didn't work it out until I was about 20. This is a terrible thing for parents now who've been trying to get their kids to read. They say, yeah. look, you, look what happened. To, look, you want to be like Richard Osmond? Yes, but he, he didn't read books. He I just know. watched the telly. <laughs> so, what, look, I know. Anyway. But listen, I'm, oh, I'm, 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 I know you guys are not either. I'm not a snob about any art form. If you want to watch telly, read books, play video games, whatever it is, it's all been created by someone. It's all been lovingly done. Uh, and books are incredibly uh, important to me now. But you know what? So... Uh, Television programs are incredibly important to me now. And if we're watching them with a critical eye and learning and loving and really admiring good writing, then I sort of don't mind where it comes from. Uh, whose books do you own the most of? Ooh, that's a good question. Well, I tell you who, someone who's, I've read every single one of his books and would recommend every single one of his books unequivocally is Ben McIntyre. 
you know, Ooh, who yeah. wrote Agent Zigzag and uh, The Spy and the Traitor. So he writes, you know, true stories about um, the uh, British Secret Service and the Russian Secret Service and the Americans, sort of from World War II onwards. He's gone earlier as well. And every single one of them just read like a novel, but you know they're true. He writes so beautifully and so clearly and crisply. And the stories he has to tell, his book about Kim Philby, the spy, uh, a spy among friends, one of the most extraordinary jaw-dropping stories you could ever read. I mean, it's just fabulous. And so I've got every single thing that he's done. And the day he releases a book, I'm at, he's the one writer who I'm there on day one. And I'll, I will literally read anything he writes. I absolutely love him. He is superb. He's been on the podcast before. You can uh, oh, hear that it, yeah. episode. Yeah, absolutely. And his column in the Times as well on a Saturday, always worth checking out. I, I, I have a neighbour here across the road from me uh, who, uh, who's, who's a dentist. Uh, but um, occasionally when I meet him in the street when his wife is not around, he tells me about his past in the British Secret Services. Uh, and the last Ben McIntyre book, which is about Gordievsky, uh, which yes. is really, really good as well, he says, Oh, I don't know if you've read it. I, I'm in it all the way through. Think, oh. <laughs> so that's great. <laughs> but he's, he's not, when, when his wife's around, he keeps, he keeps a bit he keeps a bit quieter. Brilliant. Um, how long do you tend to give a book, or do you always read it? Do you always finish it? No, I, I'm 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 afraid I can I, I can give stuff off after about a chapter or two, which I know is bad. Um, no, it's not. Enough, no, it's I've not at all. More. No. Yeah, I don't know. I feel bad for, for, for people writing. But audiobooks, funny enough, I, I always finish. I listen to a lot of audiobooks because my eyesight is terrible and it takes me a long time to read. So audiobooks, actually, I do tend to finish. But if I if I can't get through the first few chapters, so my, my book, so Thursday Murder Club, I write completely accidentally. There's a lot of short chapters. Every chapter is about a thousand words. And that, to me, that's how I like things to be. I want to move on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Suddenly, if I see like a, a 70 page chapter i'm a little bit kind of this is going to have to be really good and you know quite often they are but sometimes i'll i'll, I'll give up 30 pages in i'm afraid i entirely agree with you about short chapters in my new book mm. which is called knife edge which is coming out in august <laughs> just a, a couple good. of weeks before yours uh, all the all the chapters are as short as i could possibly make them and there's one chapter that's like five lines and it's my favorite chapter in the book my, so but I, you know I what it's interesting i, I I, I did it accidentally because, you know, writing a novel, you have to find a discipline to do it. So I would try and do a thousand words a day would, was my basic thing. But again, I think because because of my past in TV and stuff like that, and I'm quite goal oriented, I would want to write, I would want to make that thousand words a chapter. So I would want to, I do my thousand words, but that would be a scene. And that would be a chapter. So every day I'd write a new chapter. And so suddenly with 90,000 words, you've got yourself 90 chapters, you know, because... Yeah. I wanted to finish a, a, a scene a day. And then actually when you start reading, you think, God, it speeds through. But I didn't do it deliberately. It was, it was accidental. Okay, next question. Uh, what was the first book you bought with your own money? Oh, that's a good question. I think probably uh, it was something like Catcher in the Rye, which again, I think you're supposed to read when you're 13. And I read probably when I was 21 or something and I was still like, oh my God. So I... I I would think I would think it's probably something like that. I would guess, you know, apart from you know, I'm growing up. I read loads of comics and magazines and stuff, uh, which, to my mind, is also reading. Um, but I would think it's probably something incredibly cliched, like Catcher in the Rye. 
which I think will probably be well. I'm, let's see what, how you answer this question because I, mm. I, that, Catcher in the Rye is, I would say, a prime example of an answer to this one. Which is, okay. is there a book that you've ever used to try to impress someone? Uh, mine is always French literature, dog-eared in my back pocket when I'm in my teens. Oh no, I've just been catching up on this uh, kind of stuff. But was was Catcher in the Rye? Was was there an element of trying to show how very sophisticated Richard Osman was? No, I have zero interest in appear, trying to appear intellectual or sophisticated. That's, that doesn't, neither of those things interest me. Um, funny interests me. That's the thing that interests me. So the book that I would always recommend to any anybody of either gender trying to impress someone from another gender just to say, Here, here's the kind of person I am. If you don't like this book, I suspect we might not get along and vice versa, is The Princess Bride. Oh, uh, by William oh, by yeah, William Goldman, yeah, 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 because yeah. you know what? It's so playful, but so funny and so clever, and so you know, it's got a bit of everything to it. Uh, and I think that, and also because people know the film, but they don't. It comes from a book, and this, that, or the other. Uh, and so I think the Princess Bride is a book that a number of times uh, I have tried to impress people by uh, giving them a copy of the Princess Bride or uh, or, or what have you, and it, it it has never failed me yet. I've got a copy of The uh, Princess Bride, uh, which I've read, uh, and I'm just trying to remember. My favourite line, uh, and I'm trying to work out. No, I can't remember. Maybe you can help me. My favourite line in any movie is when the princess yeah. says "You to the Dread Pirate Roberts, uh, you mock my pain, and then he says, this is Westley, of course, for it is he under the mask, which yeah. he can't work out for some reason. And then he says, life yeah. is pain, highness. Anyone who says different is selling something. And I thought, yes, it's not Mm. any funny. It's quite profound as well. And I don't know whether that feels like it's a William Coleman line. Well, well, exactly. And that, you know, that's why he's so brilliant because he can write this stuff, but then he will just give you little, he'll drop little kind of ounces of truth in there. Uh, which is fantastic. Yeah, it's uh, absolutely William Goldman, isn't it? He's probably, probably might have nicked it, but it's, uh, it's, it's definitely in there. Is there an ending you, you would like to change? Have you ever read a book and thought, well, it was, you know, it was fine, but that, and I mean, Matt doesn't think the endings matter, but uh, no, I, don't, I disagree. No. I, th- I think the ending is, is always very important, but is there an ending to a book you'd like to change? Well, um, firstly, I'm going to, uh, you know, agree with you, Simon. Endings are, you know, in my, in, in the Thursday Motor Club, and I've just finished the first draft of the second one, endings to me are everything, because I'm a TV format guy. Uh, <laughs> you know, with formats, formats are all about, you know, I'm going to take you on a journey. I'm going to set a question in minute one of this show, and in minute sixty, I'm going to answer that question for you. So that, that to me, if I don't have that, then uh, you know I'm 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 not happy. Is there a book whose ending I would change? I don't think there is really. I think by, I think if I've got to the end of a book, I think the authors earned, <laughs> earned the right to end it however however they want to end it. Um, I would say there's certain um, books I wish there were a further one of. When I was writing my book, I was listening to all the Ripley novels, all of the uh, Patricia Highsmith novels, and I sort of think, oh, please, just honestly, just keep them going. Can we just have more and more Ripley? But I think if I get to the end of a book, which I don't always, then I think, listen, you've earned the right to have whatever, whatever you want, you want. But I like there to be a proper, you know, I like there to be a clever. Oh, okay, I understand why that happened. Ending. That's that's what I like in an ending. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I right. When I say I don't, the ending doesn't matter, <laughs> I would. Here's what I would say. Okay. I yeah, like yeah, a good yeah. ending. We all like a good ending. However, we all like a happy I think ending. too. 
Yeah, well, I think too many people obsess about the ending, about, oh, is the ending good at all? No, a bad ending does not mean it's a bad book at all. Yes. If it's been a great yeah. book all the way through and then the last five pages, you know, as long as it's not and it was a dream, then that's fine, that's fine. Yeah. Anyway, moving, uh, you're, moving, you're moving on. I like my second novel. <laughs> do you have a favorite writer richard that you've met and i and this is important because i've met, so there are writers that i love and i remember meeting one of them and i really wish i hadn't because he was an absolute joke um no, but, uh, do you have a favorite just, writer that you've met who was that just out of interest oh it's so obvious no i no i obviously i'm not going to say who it was he knows who he is oh nice <laughs> um i i once um I once had the uh, pleasure, I knew I was going to be working with uh, Marion Keyes. Uh, and I love Marion's books. And we talked um, last week about um, humour and books and about how you, you try not to take people out of the story, you, you know, if you want the, co the comedy to come from character. And I really thought a lot about Ma Marion when I, when, when I was writing my book because she, so, she writes so funnily, but you, you're never taken out of truth in Marion's books. Uh, and I've, I've always been such a huge fan of her and I was going to work with her. So we went for, went for dinner with her and her lovely husband. And I was thinking, oh, please be nice. And she is the single nicest woman in the wow. entire world, yes. quite, quite apart from being brilliantly talented. Uh, she, you could not meet a nicer human being. It was just uh, an, the exact opposite of your experience. It was a, a, a delight beyond words. Final question to Richard Osman, the author of The Thursday Murder Club, which is coming out on September the 4th, was it? September the, the When is it? Oh, uh, final, final, final question. Which book always <laughs> cheers you up? Is there a book that will always cheer you up? Whatever the second. Oh, that's what I, I tend not to. I tend not to reread books. Um, I would say so. A, oh, okay. Here's a thought. Here's I tell you what. Actually, <laughs> look. I know. I know. We're talking about literature, but I tell you a book that is always endlessly, endlessly funny. And they bring out a new one every year. Is um, the Viz books? Uh, Rogers oh, Profanasaurus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which are just <laughs> um, new, new swear words that people, they just sat around the table and made up. Uh, but it is the most childish book in the world i will say that but it just endlessly makes you cry with laughter uh and it's it is childish so i'm not recommending it to everybody but if you if i ever i pick up a copy of um of, of roger's profanosaurus any of the, the many volumes of it uh it's, it's impossible to stay in a bad mood i would say uh richard we appreciate your time thank you very much for staying with us and congratulations on the thursday murder club i i feel as though you have oh, a rather large you. hit on your hands Oh, well, fingers crossed, and, and, and yours too, Simon, as well. And the That's right, I've, I have a book out. I have, I have a book out. Uh, That's true. So we, we should mention that. We should totally talk about your book at some point, Simon. That, that yeah. should to totally wake its way seamlessly into the podcast. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. 